You want to do the thing? Yeah, let's do a thing. You do the thing. No, you can do it. Not I like you doing the intro. I don't do yeah, the intro. Yeah, but it's your time. It's your big time. Oh, man. All right, welcome back. This is our review of the second leg of the third qualifying round of the Europa and the Europa Conference League. Max, how are you doing today? How was those set of games for you? Oh, it was good, man. We had a lot of uh, we had a lot of penalties. Had some extra time. Um, generally, pretty pretty typical, exciting Europa Europa Conference League stuff. Yeah, um, there were seven games today that had to go to extra time, and of those five needed to go all the way to penalties if you had heart problems not the round for you yeah, we almost have too much to talk about today um yeah. but we're kind of trying to be efficient uh on uh, behalf of your time and mine so um, should we dive right in and start with bratislava and olympiacos today yeah let me quickly mention uh the first game of the week was in fact shamrock uh defeating scoopy 5-2 on aggregate, 2-1 uh, in Macedonia on Tuesday. We already sort of t- discussed that on our preview pod on Wednesday, so we're not going to dive into that. Um, so, yeah, let's move to Bratislava and Olympiakos. Yeah, Bratislava, Olympiakos, they came into this game even on aggregate after the first leg in Greece, so Bratislava coming home. Thought they had a chance to get through, and they put in a really, really good performance, I thought. I was very impressed by them, especially as a lot of people at the start of this tie probably penciled Olympiakos into the next round, said this won't be competitive. I think we did. Well, yeah. I think I said it would be competitive, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it would be this competitive. Yeah, this was the first game we're going to talk about that did go all the way to penalties. Olympiakos going through 4-3 on penalties, 2-2 in the tie and it's a shame to see Bratislava go out of the Europa League but we'll see him down in the Conference League next week what did you think about their performance um yeah I thought they they had the better of the chances in the game um they had more of the chances I think they outshot them like 18 to 8 8 and 4 on target um and you know it was a lot of drama in the end um it looked like Olympiakos was like kind of Kind of just going to hang on to it. Bratislava got a 94th minute stoppage time equalizer. Uh, and we we're set for extra time. But unfortunately, just minutes after that, we had a little bit of controversy. Yes. Red card for Abena, which was a second yellow. Both he and Olympiakos player got it for kind of getting into each other. And Abena started it. Because he yelled at the Olympiacos player who was on the ground after kind of diving in the box. Uh, And then the Olympiacos player swung at him, I thought. I I interpreted it as a swing. And I thought he should have had a red card. Could have been a red, yeah. Both get a yellow. That's Abana's second. He's gone. I thought it was harsh because Abana... I mean, he does initiate it by yelling. But he didn't initiate any physical contact. He backed away first. I didn't think the O was particularly deserved. But what are your thoughts? He has a little soft, but like, you know, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Just don't. Yeah, there's no just need why? to yell at a player on just the ground. Why? I mean, it's literally like minutes after they scored a dramatic equalizer. They have the momentum going into extra time. And they saps all the momentum because they're just going to have to sit behind the ball. And, you know, in the 101st, um, the Greek side score, um, taking what surely this time would be the lead for good. Yeah. But not to be seven minutes later, Bratislava again fights back. 
Um, and census depends where it looked like, you know, they had an early advantage. Uh, the first uh, Olympiacos penalty was blazed, blazed over the bar. And we're like, here we go. Home crowd. Not to be. Not to be. Not to be. Not to be. And then, unfortunately, a it was, brave effort. It was the captain, George Kuchka, who missed the first penalty he took for. Well, it was the third penalty for Bratislava, right? Also straight over the bar. Yes. Nothing worse. Nothing worse than a penalty straight over yeah. the bar. He's an experienced player. It's tough to see somebody who's a captain of the club miss in a situation like that, especially someone I'm fond of since he played for Milan. But they couldn't get it done. I do want to point out both goals Bratislava scored were from set pieces, which I think is something. Olympiacos needs to take note of as well. You cannot be letting competition score against set score on you from set pieces in yeah, this competition because every goal is so important. That ninety fourth equalizer too was like we were talking about this live, but it they it was a short corner um, that they took, and there was nobody there to challenge. So mm-hmm. the player just basically took the space in front of him, got all the way inside the box, basically, and ripped in a ripped in a hard low cross that was tapped in far post it's like mm-hmm. i mean you can argue about the validity of short corners whatever but if you're if you're uncontested and you could just like run all the way into the box and what are you even doing yeah um and we just criticized kuchka but i do want to give him some credit i thought he did a great job of running his defender onto the goalie to make sure the goalie couldn't defend the crosses but it was just really good from Slovan bratislava all around it's a great cross lots of pace hit the exact spot he needed to. Uh, the second goal, also a set piece. Andre Gray capped it off, but they got off three headers. Just bounced it back and forth to each other before they needed to put it in. Olympiacos needs to defend set pieces better in the next round. Just generally unimpressed with Olympiacos through over the two legs. Um, we're just used to them being a stronger side than we've seen this the last two weeks, I think. Um, in Bratislava, you know, in another world, could have easily come away with maybe not easily but Bratislava could have been the winners here it was despite the late drama from them it was pretty much a 50-50 tie and in, in the end of it which wouldn't have been what we expected so yeah you know well yeah. all right enough about that game let's move on not that far over to Serbia for Partizan and Lenarka uh Lenarka go through 4-3 in this one you want to start us off uh, Team Cyprus comes through again. Um, yeah, it felt pretty competitive to me. S- kind of similar to the last game where Partizan and Stretches, um, especially at the beginning, came out looking pretty strong, um, but couldn't sustain it. And ended up competitive balance seemed pretty even to me, from what I could tell. Um, Partizan started out the better, like I said, scored in the twenty fourth minute. Um. But then the real gem of the game was uh, between like the 50th and 58th minutes where AEK found an equalizer. Um, just minutes later, Partisan go back ahead with a header. And then AEK answer right back again three minutes later. Um, that was where most of the drama happened in the game because then um, AEK just sort of just sort of killed it. Um, you know, Partisan pushed a little bit, but um, it felt for, you know, being... In uh, being in Serbia, I never really felt like AEK was at like a tons of risk, mm-hmm. um, which is another impressive result for them. Um, they held on for the two two draw, winning four three on aggregate. They move on. Great. Uh, has Cyprus ever been this far in the tournament? Yes, many times. Have they ever been 
to the group stage in the tournament? Yes. Have they ever won the Conference League? Uh, no. They are not Roma, so they have not won the Conference League. Um, I do want to mention A.K. Linarka. Their second goal was one of the great individual efforts. You will see he carved his way through yeah, the partisan sexy. defense. Beautiful curler into the top left corner from Imad Farage. So definitely find a way to watch that. It's going to be one of the better goals you see this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Partizan and their fans will definitely be disappointed going out to a Cypriot team. They, If you're Partizan, you expect to be in the should group stage. should be the stage. better team on favor. Yeah. yeah. And you just expect to be in the group stage coming in. You Maybe of the Europa League. Yeah. yeah, you're disappointed not to make of the, the group stage of the Europa League. Yeah. Um, and going out to anybody, let alone a team that you probably view yourself as better than, is disappointing. Uh, that being said, I didn't think they played poorly. I thought this was one of the better games to watch on both weeks, actually. I thought yeah, both games were pretty yeah. entertaining. Both teams were pretty good. It's competitive. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Sexy. All right. Um, some of the other Europa League scores we had, Malmo and Dudelange finished 2-2. So Malmo go through 5-2 on aggregate. Zurich beat up on Linfield again. 3-0 this time. 5-0 on aggregate. And Linfield dropped down to the Conference League. HJK took out Maribor. Um, surprised to some, I think people expected a little more of Maribor than to lose and fail to score in both legs. Against a Finnish team. Yeah. HJK are not a team that we typically think of as super strong, but they definitely look better than Maribor in this tie. Uh, and finally, Fenerbahce and Slovakia played... 1-1 today, but that tie felt like it was over coming into today. Right? Slovakia yeah. did outshoot Fenerbahce by one. So, a prideful day. And yeah. they're, again, the furthest they've ever been in the in the in any European tournament. Mm-hmm. So, that's a, that's a fun result for them at home with their fans, despite dropping into the Conference League um, where um, they get it. I think they have a chance to make the playoff round because they're playing they're gonna play well, aik but we'll yeah we'll talk well, they're, they're in the playoff round. sorry in the, the group, the stage, group yeah. stage which i didn't think was gonna happen like coming into the draw so we'll see yeah, yeah we'll talk more about that obviously in our preview yeah. next week maybe they have a chance um cool so should we talk about the conference league games then there was so a many a lot of these to get through so many conference league games yeah. and so we'll start with the first well i guess not the first game of the week uh but the first one that happened after our preview pod came out, uh, Vittoria Guimarães versus Hedrick Split. So it was, uh, Max was busy during this game, so I had to watch it by myself, which is not the way I typically enjoy watching soccer games. I like having a buddy near me that I can scream about bad yes. refereeing decisions like, look with. Look at this tweet! Look yeah. at this tweet! Um, so Vittoria started the game off great. They scored in the fourth or fifth minute. It was Anderson starting up top and... Took a ball off his chest, turned around, scored from outside the box. It was a nice, nice strike. And they kept up the pressure throughout pretty much the entire game. They looked more likely to score, but they just could not find the second goal. Hadjik split, stayed tough, stayed strong at the back. Um, this game was tense the whole way, physical, a bit chippy, as I think you'd expect with these teams, especially with some of the comments coming out from Hadjik split. After the first leg about Victoria not being able to cope with the fans and the atmosphere and that they weren't mentally tough enough to play there. Um, so Victoria's fans 
definitely took that to heart and gave Hadjik Split a tough time at the end. Uh, Hadjik Split lined up to take a corner in the late 80s, maybe almost the 90th minute, and someone threw a chair across <laughs> the field. <laughs> uh, which, I have never been to Vittorio Gamarish Stadium, but it might need updating if people are just able to rip the chairs out of the stadium. That might maybe be something brought it, you Maybe want. they brought it with them. Yeah, well, it, it looked it like the rest of home. Yeah, they'd ripped it out a previous just day brought and brought fold, it back. Just brought a folding chair home from yeah. home. There was also a bit of a scuffle toward the end and after the game, but it, Victoria did almost tie it at the end. The goalie came up to take the last corner or to try to head it home and barely missed. He got great positioning right in front of the Hadjik Split goalie, but ball went just a hair over his head. Oh. Would have been a great way to end the game. Would have but, been a great Allison moment. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't to be. Uh, Vittoria also put themselves in a bad spot by Tiago Silva. Not that Tiago Silva. Uh, he got a red card. There were only like six Portuguese names. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> they just rotate them around. Everyone's like Tiago Silva or Andre Silva. or Both of whom have doppelgangers <laughs> on Vittoria Guimarães, actually. Yeah. Uh, or or like Ronaldo, yeah. Or Joao. All the one, yeah, yeah. All the ones who were on Sheriff last year, yeah. Um, but yeah, he got himself a red card, a second yellow. He was lucky to last that long. I thought there were opportunities to send him off in the first half. Referee was being pretty kind to him, and eventually that leash just got way too short. So he got sent off. Scuffle afterwards. Very tense game. A lot of drama. But Hajik Split go through 3 2 on aggregate. Yeah, I didn't see any of this, so. Yeah. Next. All right. Uh, yeah, Rapid uh, beat Nefji 2 0 on the day in extra time, advancing 3 2 on aggregate. Mm-hmm. Um, Rapid uh, had 32 attempts on goal altogether, which is a lot. Only four of them, however, were on target. So while um, shooting stats aren't everything. Um, I think that gives you a sense of the kind of game that was played. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of uh, a lot of rapid trying to break down Nefji, a lot of rapid not breaking down Nefji. Um, uh, Nefji did have a couple of huge moments in the game, though. They didn't have that many chances, but after rapid equalized, or excuse me, after rapid equalized the tie, going up one nil, um, just a few minutes later. They had a little trouble in the back line, gave the ball away uh, to the FG attackers in a 2v1, slotted basically to a one-on-one with the keeper, at like 10, 12 yards out, just drags it totally wide, completely misses everything. He should absolutely score. And then all of a sudden the tie gets really interesting because, you know, NFG seemed to be good at, you know, defending um, possession and based on the last two legs and... I think they would have given themselves a really solid chance of of actually surviving. Um, instead, uh, Rapid found their winner in the 112th minute. Finally. Finally. Um, you mentioned that there was some uh, socials stuff about FG made players maybe trying to go a little hard on time killing during this day, time wasting. Yeah, some bench players throwing balls onto the field. So things you don't want to see, but yeah. Rapid... And it almost worked. Yeah. It almost worked. Almost worked. Um, I still think Nefji have some quality about them. Um, I saw more from them than I would have expected over this leg. So, you know, um, good on them, I guess. 
don't know. Yeah, a really little care. disappointed in Rapid that it took them this long to overcome and turn the tie around against Nefchi, but they did have to, they did miss some good chances. They hit the yeah. post a couple of times. They hit yeah. the top of the crossbar. Just like one of those games, I think. Yeah, props to Nefchi though for staying competitive in a tie that again a lot of people probably wrote them out at the start of it. At least a lot of people in our media sphere as English speakers wrote them out. But not us. Not us. I mean, we might have written them out. We might have written, written them out. But you know who we well, didn't write out? Vaduz. Vaduz. Who, against pretty much all odds, overcame Konya Spor in Turkey 4 2 today to take the tie 5 3 overall. David's very pleased with himself. I'm very pleased with myself. This was one that I pointed out as a potential upset. I at thought you the were joking. Start. Yeah. You might have been joking. Uh, I don't know. I just I had a little bit of a feeling. I did not think uh, that news would get off to as bad a start in the league as they have since I made that comment. So current David probably wouldn't have said it, but David back then did, and that's all that matters. So why, why don't you explain the Vaduz European uh, dilemma? Yeah. So Vad- system Vaduz are from Liechtenstein who do not organize their own league. Liechtenstein's tiny, about forty thousand people. So there are seven Liechtensteinian. Prof- uh, professional amateur team. Liechtensteins. <laughs> it's going to take me a second to recover from that. Liechtensteiners. I actually do think that's correct. Liechtensteins. Well, anyway, there's seven teams <laughs> from Liechtenstein that play in the Swiss pyramid. Vaduz are the only professional team, and they are by far the best of those Lichtensteiners. Lichtensteiners. Probably. probably. Yeah, they're the best Lichtensteiner. Um, I'm still thinking about it. Um, they are currently, and have been for, I think this is the third consecutive year now, in the Swiss second division. Yeah, that's right. Not the first division. It fucking sucks. I just assumed they were in the first. Yeah, they typically, I feel like historically they've been in the first a lot, and this is, they're down a little bad right now, but they started the season off really poorly too. One point from four games, and they're third from bottom in the Swiss second division. And they're playing a team that finished third in Turkey. But you might be asking yourself how a team from Swiss's second division qualified for Europe at all. Liechtenstein does have a cup competition, which Vaduz won and wins pretty much all the time. They're the only professional team, so they have a bit of an advantage over the other Liechtenstein teams. Uh, also, they get to go to Europe by winning every year, which gives them even more of an advantage. Pretty sweet, even yeah. though they can't somehow get out of the second division. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So, they also can't qualify through Switzerland, through the Swiss uh, league position, so the only way they can make Europe is to go into the Conference League as Liechtenstein Cup winners. So, if they want to make the Champions League eventually, they have to win this competition. <laughs> First step. Beating, First step is beating the team that finished third in Turkey somehow. Which is pretty impressive. It's just shocking upset, really, if you think about it in those terms. Like, um, I don't think we did that justice in our in our preview last week, mm-hmm. our original preview for the for the round. Um, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like Konya Sport dominated and they like got lo- or like a lucky break or there was a mistake or they like they deserved it. Like, yeah, Konyspor sucked. <laughs> the Konyspor were awful today. Vaduz looked, I think, way better. I mean, Konyspor had chances that aren't a terrible, terrible team. So they they did have a lot of like they had a. Few it was almost like comical when they couldn't score after a while because there was like balls all cleared off the line. Like goalkeeper made like three or four really good saves. Mm-hmm. Like they probably they shouldn't have lost five like but to the scoreline probably. 
Like mm. I wouldn't. I would guess the XG if such would a thing existed for this even. game. No, it would have been pretty heavily favored for Konya's I, point. But maybe know. not because Vaduce got a tap in at the end that was like a seventy-five yeah, thought, percent chance of scoring. I thought Vaduce's goals. I would. I would have been yeah. shocked if they'd missed yeah. pretty much all those goals. I think they were, for the most part, pretty easy finishes for them. Especially yeah. the second one where it was right after they scored their first and Konyaspor kind of passing the ball around the back and just gets picked off by Badus who are in one-on-one with the goalie. So that one mistake can just catapult these yeah. teams through and that gives them confidence to then build on that. And Badus had other chances as well. So I yeah. thought From then on, well. Badus just picked on them in, 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 in a transition, you know, because yeah. they threw more at, and, but yeah, they deserved it. Bit shocking from Konyaspor. Um, I don't know. Yeah, not it's a, a yikes great, for them. Not a great look for the Turkish league as well. It's a big yikes. Yeah, should we talk about uh, Basel and Bronby next? If we must. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think we're required to. What's yeah. a game Europe? We so. make the rules. Yeah. yeah, we make the rules. Um, so it's another game that went not my all favorite the way game. To penalties. It's not my favorite game. Uh, yeah, Basel ended up winning on pens three to one. Uh, the on the day it was two one, the aggregate was two two. Um, this just like wasn't interesting. I don't feel like I feel like both teams like the technical quality wasn't what I would have expected. Mm-hmm. We mentioned on Wednesday how Brownby is off to like a pretty bad start in the league. They haven't been in great form. I thought the game last week was better, even though it only finished one nil. Um, I just feel like both teams didn't impress me, but particularly Bronby, I thought like lacked quality. And Basel actually ended up having 30 attempts and 14 on target, which I maybe wouldn't have guessed watching it. Doesn't feel like there were that many chances, like to that level. But I would note that like Basel missed a bunch of clear cut chances that they absolutely should have put away in regular time, um, including one in the 80 something minute where we were watching and really hoping we didn't have to keep it on for extra time. Yeah. And the guy just like, oh, he fucked it up. And I was like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Basel struggled to finish those, a lot of really high quality chances. Um, and then our, on top of that, our stream cut out right before penalties. Right before penalties. So we couldn't even watch the most fun part. But yeah. to be fair, the penalty shootout sucked as well because Brownby only finished with one of them. <laughs> yeah, they went. Which is a bit. One for four, right? Yeah, yeah. that's despicable also. But kind of sums up Brownby's day. Um, you know, they were, I'm making them sound like they were Tonya Spore and they weren't that bad, but. No, it was just, it, I just expected more from it. to get excited. Yeah, they're two like, yeah, two like higher quality bad. leagues. I was like, I thought, I thought it'd be better. Yeah. But it um, wasn't. Basel's inability to finish across both legs of this tie, as well as against Crusaders, where, yeah, they scored three in the tie, but not impressively. Crusaders are a tiny team. It's also highlighted by the fact that they've scored only two goals to start off so far in the Swiss League. This is a team that offensively needs to find something and probably need to bring someone else in by the end of the transfer window if they want to find themselves back in this position next year. Lucky for Basel... Uh, they're playing a team in CSKA Sofia the next round that has exactly the same problems. Yes. So we'll get to them a little later. Yeah. Um, should we just switch to that game right now? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, so fuck CSKA it. Sofia were in Ireland playing St. Patrick's today. Uh, they won 2 nothing on the tie, or on the day, 2-1 on the tie. Uh, I don't know, there was a bit of controversy around this game. Sofia were... Super physical, eighteen fouls, eight yellow cards. St. Pat's were not 
really able to cope with the amount of contact that Sophia was able to get away with. Um, and, you know, there was a little bit of complaining from Irish fans on the socials after the just game. Just a little bit. The coach complained a little just bit. Just a little Just bit. a little bit. Hardly any. Um, added to it was the penalty, which if you are wa- if you go and rewatch it, which I suggest you do because I do think it can highlight how difficult it can be to referee a game in full game speed because watching that, I don't know where I would have made the call. Uh, but it was for a handball by St. Patrick's. But Max, did you think that the Sophia player touched it first? So it's really hard to tell, but I think there is one angle which would that strongly suggests to me that it comes off the Sophia arm first and then on to the Irish arm. Yeah. Um, and so that is a pretty harsh call. And it's hard to say because, like, obviously there's no VAR. Um, I'm trying to think, like, based on the ref's angle, if that if it was more reasonable to, like, let that go if you're not sure, or if he was must have just been confident enough that, I don't know. It's a harsh way to go out for sure. Yeah. Um, especially because Sophia, like, I didn't get to see much of this game, but they just weren't very inspired in either of these legs. They could barely, they managed, like, they barely got any shots off at home. They only got six here on the road. They're just, like, not a joy to watch right now. Um, and they pretty damn unimpressive. And I think they were lucky to get through. Yeah, credit to the, the team they should beat. Credit to the St. Pat's players. They Definitely. stuck with Sophia, and I think most people didn't think they would mm-hmm. in either leg. The win in Sophia is obviously huge. And then to come back to Ireland and put in a pretty even performance against them, even if you lose, you know, credit where credit's due to them. Um, this game was marred a little bit by a scuffle at the end, not the only scuffle we had this week, but the Sophia players, I don't remember who it was. He celebrated kind of in the face of the St. Pat's fans, making some gestures toward their sideline um, and supporters and St. Pat's player came over, shoved him. Two hands in the back. Yeah, two hands right in the back. Sophia player turns around and kind of swings. Well, kind of swing. He swings at him. Definitely swung at him. This isn't like... Markeith Morris style. Yeah, this is not like... A, or is it Marcus? Game. Marcus I, Morris style? Oh, no. We're not a basketball podcast. Markeith Morris style. I think it was Markeith. Okay. It was Markeith. Oh, against the Jokic? Yeah. Markeith Morris style. Yeah, that was Markeith on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely led to a big scuffle. Um, both players got red cards after the game and ended because it was already over when this happened. So not a good look for either team. I thought definitely can't turn around and swing on a player, but also can't be shoving people in the back. So neither side, I think, came away looking Yeah, I didn't love the shove. Like, I didn't, by watching the scuffle on like YouTube or Twitter or whatever it was, I was like, eh, it's pretty tame. 90% of the players are just- It was super tame. Are just- Pushing around. It's barely a scuffle. Standing in a barely circle. Barely a scuffle. But... I thought it was tame. I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about that. I thought the Victoria one was a little more of a scuffle. Agreed. Yeah. There were fans throwing chairs on the yeah, field. Yeah, players different. were trying to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think there's much there. Yeah. All right, let's jump back around then to... Yeah, Panathinaikos and Slavia Prague. Um, Slavia winning the, the, uh, the aggregate tie and the tie 3-1, 1-1 on the day. Um, in Greece, um, the Greeks, I thought, looked okay today. Like, they, they didn't have a ton of, like, tangible chances in front of goal. They a lot of, they had a lot of, uh, you know, half chances. Um, they had a lot of the ball. It looked like 
for a while it seemed kind of inevitable that they were going to score, and then they kept not finding the net, not finding the net. And they did eventually break through in the 58th, but... Um, and they pushed, but they didn't this just didn't really have enough quality to, to find the net, I guess. Um, Slavia sealed it uh, late in stoppage time. Um, the goal to secure, uh, secure the tie, but I don't know. I thought this game would maybe be a little more drama-filled and exciting than it was. Mm-hmm. It ended up being pretty ho-hum. Um, and I think the tie is still kind of marred by that crazy-ass red card decision last week. Um, whereas I don't know if, you know, I know Slavia, one of their goals they scored last week was on a, uh, was 10 v 10, but one wonders, you know, if that first goal hadn't been given, if that he hadn't gotten a red for that, then, you know, would we be in the same place? Cause I thought overall it seemed like the quality was similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Slavia probably are a good team. I thought. It's a tough draw for Panathinaikos, but you're still a Greek side in Europe. You would expect to do well. The Greek league has been struggling the last few years, and I think we'll talk about it more later, but today was this uh, two-week period as a whole not great for the Greeks, and Panathinaikos kind of exemplified that going out in this tie. Um, I thought they gave some, but not enough, not anywhere close to enough. You have to... yeah to the quality you need to play to get through a team like Slavia Prague. Um, yeah, I don't really have a ton to add, but you said, but I do want to talk about Panathinaikos. This was their return to Europe after a four-year absence for a team that had been in Europe almost always prior to that. They were usually one of the top three teams in Greece. Uh, they'd been banned for FFP violations for a few years, and during that period, we're finishing in the mid-table of the Greek League, so it was good to see them back in Europe. They're Always a quality team. Well, typically a quality team. Maybe not so much uh, the last week and this week. But typically a quality team. Good to have them back in the competition. Something Greece, I think, desperately needs going forward is Panathinaikos to be strong. Let's go kind of uh, almost as far away from Greece and Europe as we can to the Faroe Islands, where Key and Balkani, another game that went to penalties, is the third one we're going in depth on that went to penalties. Uh, this was a game you were super excited about. I know you recommended people I was glued to last it. week. Glued what did to you it. think? I thought the, you know, I guess I was just curious what a game, what a full game of a Faroe Islands team and a Kosovoan team would look like. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite fathom, like, how the Faroe Islands even has multiple teams. Yeah. How Liechtenstein can't have a league of their own, but... but Faroe Islands do? That's stunning to me. It's so hard to get there. <laughs> so that extra 10,000 people really make the difference. Blows my mind. So a couple of takeaways. One, the the Faroe Islands National Stadium, pretty nice. It's not big. It's really pretty modern. modern. Yeah. It's a pretty well done uh, little ground there. Um, looks nice. I've seen much worse. Um, and you know what? Key almost had them. They almost had them today. And they. I thought they looked good. Like I thought they looked like a proper team. Like, obviously, the quality wasn't, like, sensational, but I thought on both sides, the quality of play was better than I would have guessed. Like, all the way from build-up to uh, maybe not so much in front of goal, but, like, you know, there's some some nice movements. Um, the the, tech, the technical quality was, was okay, and um, I think it's another good reminder 
of why these are worthwhile games. Like we we joke around and we shit on these teams because you know it's kind of fun, <laughs> and uh, that's all fun and games. But you know these teams still these still teams have they have something. You know they 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 have earned their right to be here, um, and you know they they played a pretty good match today. Um, went all the way to pens. Key winning the the game itself two one. Ty finished 4-4 before Balkani won 4-3 in pens. Um, the penalty shootout was a little bit back and forth. It was anyone's game. Um, but uh, the last 10 minutes of the regulation, is, I think, was the most interesting part of the game, where um, at, uh, at key up 1-0 in the game, meaning they were uh, tied on aggregate, um, Balkani scored in the 83rd minute. With a really nice uh, shot, low shot, bottom corner from just outside the box. Think, well, that'll wrap it up. Um, not so. In the 89th minute, Key finds the bottom corner from inside the box with a really nice finish. Um, that sends it into extra time. And uh, by that top point, the team's kind of look gassed. They didn't really offer as much. Um, but for at least 90 minutes, I was quite pleasantly surprised and... Do you think a Faroe Islands team has ever been to the playoff round? No, I don't think so. It would have been the first time. And I they think came it would have been. one penalty short. Yeah. So kudos to them. They gave a good showing. Um, and, you know, see what Balkani can do in the next round. Yeah, uh, Balkani plays Scoopy in the next round, which That was a bit be, of a ramble. Yeah, Balkani plays Scoopy in the next round, which they could have a chance against them. Uh, definitely yeah. wouldn't rule them out yet. I don't know about that, but, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Another tie that went to penalties was Shkendia and AIK. This game finished one-one on the or yeah on the day on the day yeah one-one on the day. So AIK not particularly impressive. Um, had to go all the way to penalties to take out a team from North Macedonia. You would expect AK to go through a lot more easily. Not entirely sure why they couldn't. Find the back of the net a third time to send yeah. it over. Full disclosure, but... we didn't watch this game, so yeah. we just wanted to note that yeah, AIK. It was to go one of the, the penalties. Yeah, yes. it was the the yeah one of the games we didn't get a chance to see any of. Them, but AIK does get through three two on penalties, two two on aggregate. Um, so more interesting game, I think, narrative wise, Arius and Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv holding on three two on aggregate despite losing two one today. Um, and uh, got a little interesting here. Tel Aviv hadn't conceded um, and comfortably up 2-0 still in the second half. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Glazer gets a red card, gives up a penalty to Andre Gray, uh, who buries it pretty easily. I mean, do you remember Andre Gray from, the, uh, from his time in the Premier League? I honestly don't. Yeah, well, Andre Gray, former Premier League player for... I believe it was Watford was who he was in the Premier League with. Yeah, three years with Watford in the Premier League and one year with Burnley. Uh, so he's playing in Greece now, which we found out today. Yeah. Um, he slotted home the penalty. And then Tel Aviv held off Aries for a while. And Aaron Zahavi back with Makhbi Tel Aviv after his spell at PSV. Of course, he would come through. His second game for them, his second goal, he sends him up two, which was enough to hold off. Aries, after uh, Cheek Ducore managed to get one, I guess, just a consolation goal at the end for them. But uh, it was more, it was more, I mean, it was like with 10 or 15 minutes left, right? So it was more than that. 
I think that gave them themselves like a real chance to chase at the end of the game for extra time. But yeah. um, Aries, you know, yeah, I don't have much to say about them. You know what this means though is that uh, Olympiacos, by virtue of a penalty shootout against ten men, are the last Greek team in the in European football. Yeah. After yeah. Pauk went out in the last round. And now, now Panathinaikos go out. And Aries. Aries go out. I don't think you can criticize Aries as much as the other teams. I no. thought they looked good. Uh, Tel Aviv are a tough competition. Uh, you know, you'd expect with the red card that maybe they had a better chance to get something out of this game, at least send it to extra time. But Tel Aviv were pretty good. Um, so, yeah, Greece, just a tough, tough year. Tough year for them. Tough year. Um, I think we saved... Probably the most important game. Yeah, absolutely. For last, uh, Levski had the most dramatic moment of the day. Oh, definitely. Levski Sofia against Hamron from Malta. Uh, Hamron, the Spartans, they will be going through to the next round in one of the biggest upsets in Europa Conference League history. Was it? <laughs> I don't think. So. I think a Maltese team making the playoffs is. Not more more of an playing. upset than the than than Reduce against Konyaspor. Well, maybe not, but it's up there. It's maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the bigger upsets. One of the bigger upsets. They go through on penalties, four one on penalties in the end, two two overall in the ties. As we said, the furthest Maltese team has ever gone in any European competition, and there was a ton of drama in this one. There sure was. Are you teeing me up there? Oh, I, was, I meant to. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, just sort of generally speaking, Levski did, you know, they had more chances in front of goal and stuff. 19-9 on shots, 8-4 on target. But Levski held their own. And um, the, the the cream of the crop today was uh, when Hamran up 1-0 on the day, which would take him to extra time, um, conceded a 91st-minute goal. Levski was it off a corner um it was a header I think yeah it was Tsunami scored I don't remember I know it's a great name Tsunami Wanderson Tsunami yeah elite name um yeah so the so he ties he ties it for Levski on the day that's sending him straight through as is again 91st minute and then straight off the kickoff um uh Hamron lumps it down to the box um the forward, I don't remember his name, wins first contact with the ball, lays it off to somehow an unmarked person at the top of the box. Yeah, Kamenzuli, the defender. Yeah, who, who hammers it home with the goalkeeper scrambling uh, to get in position. And so literally straight off the kickoff, uh, PSG against <laughs> handling Real Madrid Good, style yeah. concede, and we're back on for extra time. Uh, and that allows us to take it all the way. Depends where Levski really put in a poor performance in front of their home crowd. Yeah. Um, who seemed very disappointed, as they should. Yeah. Um, I do think, you know, that is part of why they call Hemron the Real Madrid yeah. of Malta. I've heard yeah. that nickname for them many, many times in my life. They're not the Maltese Falcons? No. <laughs> it's a pet joke. <laughs> I do think Levski's goalie had a rough day. Mihailov, um, obviously with the equalizer, he left himself in a bad position when he didn't get to the first ball down to the box, which one, I think he should have gotten to, but also if he's not going to get there, you can't then leave yourself completely away from your goal like that. You need to make a decision quicker. 
and stick to it. Um, and then uh, he saved a hammer run penalty in what people thought. Well, I thought, oh, this is when it turns around. This is when it slips away and Levski are going to come in the back shootout. and take that. In the shootout, yes. In the shootout. I thought Levski were going to come back and shootout and take it after he missed that. But he was off his line. He was. Yeah. And then, you know, on the uh, on the next pen that Hamron put in, he was also off his line. Again. So. But this time they scored, yeah, so it didn't matter. Idiot. Uh, what an idiot. What a stupid idiot. Man, if he's um, listening to this, he's not going to be happy yeah, with I know. us. And well, he looks, me, dude. Fly over here. Let's go. He looked like he could take us. Let's fucking go. Not both of us at the same time, I bet. Yeah. Um, all right. We so uh, we're just going to run through the rest of the results. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we already talked about uh, on our Wednesday pod that on Tuesday, Wolfsburg advanced over Gazira, Viborg advanced over B36. Viborg's uh, big uh, big win is that they get to play West Ham. Yeah. Oh, good for them. <laughs> A lot of money in that tie, at least. Yeah. Um, uh, and, okay, so let's run through the other stuff. Apoel, uh, nil-nil on the day in Kazakhstan against Kizilzar, win 1-0 on aggregate, another Cyprus team advances. Uh, Tobol also in Kazakhstan lo- uh, lost the tie to Zrinski, one um, one on the day, two one on aggregate. So Zrinski goes through. In Poland, Rakow beats Spartak Trnava one nil, advancing three nil on aggregate. CFR Cluj of Romania wins one nil on the day and on aggregate against Shakhtar Belarus. Um, one game we haven't talked about um, is twenty beating Kukariki 4-1 on the day, 7-2 on aggregate. They looked kind of, uh, we saw a tiny bit of that. They looked like they were flying. Yeah, they looked way ahead of Kukariki, both both legs yeah. as well. So Hammered them pretty good. And they have an interesting tie coming up against uh, Fiorentina, yeah, which we'll I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on next week. That yeah. might be the uh, one of the best games of next week. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of hammering, Jurgarden yeah. 3-1 <laughs> nice. over Sepsi Spantu, Georgie, Romania, 6-2 on aggregate. And... Ferivara, Hamrian, Petro Club of Moldova, 7-1 on aggregate. Only 2-1 today, but yeah, they easily handled business. And another hammering, a few hammerings in a row on our list of scores. Hapoel Beersheva beating Lugano, 5-1 on aggregate. And Antwerp beating Lilstrom by the same aggregate score. Uh, Stau Bucharest of Romania, 1-0 on the day, 2-0 overall against Dunash Streda. <laughs> Yes, that happened. Um, and Universitate, uh, also of Romania, beat Zoria Luhansk, uh, 3-0 on the day, 3-1 on aggregate. Yeah, they uh, turned that around. Yeah, we weren't really sure what was going to happen in that tie, so and we didn't get to catch much of it, so kudos to them. We'll check them out next week. Um, here beats uh, Breitablik of Iceland, 3-0, 6-1 on aggregate. Um, this one got a little spicy. Uh, Hibernians gave it a go. Against RFS today mm-hmm. at home, um, couldn't swing it though. RFS uh, sealed it late. Um, Rewon four two in aggregate, but it got a little close. Got a little close. I thought Maltins overall gave a good account of themselves. Mm-hmm. Speaking um, of giving a good account, good account of yourself, Sligo there you with go. the one nothing win today at good home against Viking. A little in, consolation. A little consolation in front of the president of Ireland. Oh, who how came about to that? See the game. How sweet. Is he yeah. a Sligo fan? He is. They lose five two in aggregate. Though, so didn't get to see him advance, but cute. good result for them today. And elect three nothing over Paiva from Estonia, five nothing on aggregate. Not much to say about that game. Uh, Lech Poznan from Poland, they 
trounced Viking Gear Reykjavik today, 4 1. Yeah. After Reykjavik won the first leg in, in nice. Reykjavik. Yeah. Which, a little, which was surprising to us. Um, um, so, just a couple games left. Uh, Kizvarda, Hungary. This was a bit of an interesting one. Um, they popped out to a 2 0 lead at home against Molda, who won the first leg 3 0. Um, and we were like, oh. This Maybe could be it could be interesting. Uh, it's pretty bad showing from Molda. They do end up holding on, scoring the second half to win four two. But <clears throat> that got a little interesting. Um, Gil Vicente and Riga. Gil Vicente struggled on the road in Latvia one one. Yeah. This res- this home leg four nil. Totally they win easily. Uh, young boys beat the shit out of Cups three nil five zero in aggregate and talking about beating the shit out of people. The most eye catching result of the day. We saved the best for last. Azed Alkmaar, Dundee United. Dundee came into this with a one nothing tie lead. Big surprise of last week. We talked about yeah. it. Alkmaar really righted some wrongs today. They showed Dundee what they're really capable of out, winning seven nothing in the Netherlands. Which yeah, let's just read out the uh, let's read out the goals here. Twenty <laughs> first uh, minute, thirty first minute, thirty sixth minute, forty first minute, forty fourth minute. 46th minute. So 6-0, 5-0 by halftime, 6-0 just after half, and then a 74th minute goal to cap off the trouncing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, so that's that's all the matches we've just covered. Um, We're just going to move on to some some quick wrap-ups here. You want to get us started here? What are some takeaways? Yeah, so I think my big takeaway is that the Creek League is in a bad spot. We'll talk later about the winners and losers, but I want to highlight... The struggles that the Greek League has had, not just this round, but in qualifying overall, it's not looking good for them this year in Europe. And that could have long-lasting effects with how you know uh, tight the coefficient can be at those levels. Could It's not a good look for the Greek League. It is not. Uh, any big takeaways for you today? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Penalties are fun. Um, the deuce is fun. Um, Hamron is fun. Um, Key was fun, even though they didn't go through. Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there were there were a lot of fun games. Penalties were always exciting. But speaking of surprises, I think you know what we're gonna say for surprises. Uh, Vaduz, which and Hamron and Hamron, yeah, best. Uh, Maltese team going as far as we've ever gone. The Liechtenstein team. Got a little verklempt there. <laughs> I'm just really emotional about Malta. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, Badu's going equally, I think technically equally, their best performance ever, which was a Cup Winners' Cup run. They went to the first round of that, got demolished by PSG, as, as one expect. does. Yeah. Unless um, you're in the Champions oh, Back League. then, not as many teams yeah. were getting demolished by PSG. Um, that was a surprise for everybody, except me. Obviously. <laughs> uh, Max, who are you most impressed by? Um, so I'm not going to say Vaduz again or Cameron again, even though we were. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say one more time before we let them go forever that I was really impressed by Key today and I thought they were lovely to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, both uh, Azed, weird, weird to say Azed, I'm just going to say AZ, Alkmaar. Okay. For Alkmaar and 20 took care of their business as the better Dutch teams. Um, I thought Bratislava, like we talked about, was very valiant in defeat. Yeah. Um, and I think another team in that category was the Diddlers. I thought after they played like shite and were kind of embarrassed um, in Sweden, mm-hmm. they they gave a little bit of account of themselves. They they had like twenty shots or something. They outplayed them. They 
did concede the first two goals before scoring two of their own, but I think um, showed a little bit of fight today, which is what you want to see. You know, you want to you prove that you belong. And yeah. I think they did that. Uh, I do want to point out that Azed, uh, like we talked about in the preview, when Azed went against Dundee, that Dundee might need to change up their midfield because their midfield defenders were not very, were, their midfielders were not very strong defensively. They didn't, and Azed made them pay for it. Uh, they had to sub out Sibold at half, and Oof. yeah, it was just a bad day for ugly. them. Azed was probably the team I would point out as well as most impressive for me. Yeah, that's um, ugly. Least impressive, though. I mean, I think we both would agree Konya Spor is probably the least impressive. At least Levski gave a good account of themselves mm-hmm. in defeat and looked the stronger team. Konya Sport didn't. I don't think. No. I didn't think they looked stronger than yeah. a second division Swiss team. So pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah. I'll say Malmo two two on the day, and I wasn't particularly impressed with them in the first. And they got outplayed either. too. Yeah, yeah. Today. Um, and then I would say Basel and Bronby as well for me were both. Yeah, they played a lame game. Yeah, lame. especially Bronby. Yeah, I expected better from both teams. Yeah. And, so uh, I thought Sofia looked bad over two legs, uh, which we touched on. They barely created any chances. Um. Olympiakos barely getting through, I think. Bratislav is a tough opponent at this round, to be fair. But, um, you know, based on their recent history in the comp- in the competitions here, you'd want to see better from them. I mean, if you get beaten 7-0, you're going to make this list. Yes. Dundee, that was terrible. God. Like, I don't care if you're not supposed to win. Like, 7-0, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think Molda getting that scare um, yeah. on the road today was a little, maybe a little bit eye-opening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next week we'll be we'll obviously be back on Wednesday with more in-depth takes, but just looking at it right now, what's like drawing your attention about the ties next week? Yeah, so the three games I'm going to highlight. First, Apollon, Limassol against Olympiakos. I just think a Greek Cypriot team, there's some interesting cultural stuff going on there with the proximity of those countries and a lot of Cypriots' ties to Greece, especially the fans of Cypriot soccer teams tend to mm-hmm. overwhelmingly be supportive of a Greek. Yeah, a lot of Greek flags with the yeah. at the at the Larnaca the game on yeah. the, with the away supporters um, today. Also, Cyprus in general just has they have three teams in the playoff round for the Europa League, so this is one of those three, and I think it'll be interesting to watch how they do and if they can get through. I'm also I'm personally excited for Hearts to take on Zurich. I don't think that's high on many people's list, but Hearts I'm partial to them since I studied in Edinburgh for a semester. And, Zurich, and we should mention we have a club spotlight coming up in a couple hearts, of weeks. Yeah, the jammies, the jam tarts. The jam tarts. Um, Zurich also have Willie Nonto, who is one of my favorite young players. We know. As someone who's <laughs> Italian heritage and supportive of the national team. We know. Um, <laughs> speaking of my Italian heritage, my Nona is from Florence. Yeah. yeah so Fiorentina and Twente is high on my list. It also should just be a really... Exciting game. I think those are two high-quality teams to be playing in a playoff. Yeah. Tough draw for both of them. Yeah. We'll see how... Oh, uh, yeah. It's unfortunate for 20, <laughs> honestly. Um, <clears throat> we'll see... I mean, I'm curious to see how 20 uh, stacks up against a, a team of that quality. Yeah. And Just to take Fiorentina, stock of where they are. Fiorentina will have some new players coming in as well. So, mm-hmm. Luka, Jovic, or Luka Jovic will have his first game with them. Um, they've had some other interesting transfers this window as well so keep an eye on some of the new players coming into their team um my some of my favorites i think uh young boys and anderlecht will be a pretty evenly matched game um and should just be like good to watch Mm -hmm. um 
And in terms of keeping the romance going, interested to see if Vaduce against Rapid Vienna, obviously another team that should be much stronger than them, want to see how much of that March Madness energy they can they can carry with them. Yeah. Same for uh, same for Shamrock playing Fenerbahce, which is a tough tie for them. But you know they looked so good last two weeks that I'm like, you never know. Maybe, maybe they can maybe, maybe, maybe they can make it go. Ah. Um. So, but either way, Shamrock, of course, guaranteed group stage football in Europe for the first time, which is great. Or for the first time in a couple years. Um, fourth time ever. Uh, Scoopy and Balkani is my final pick um, because I like Scoopy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think, I think uh, Balkani is going to struggle in that one. Um, yeah, I just like yeah. Scoopy. I don't have another. I don't really have a good reason for it. Yeah, um, it might just be the name. Uh, what countries do you think won the day today, Max? Uh, Cyprus. Two teams in the playoffs. Three teams. In Three the teams in the. Was the third? Um, at Poland. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, Poland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Three the teams in the playoffs is great, and, yeah. and they won two games today, two ties today, mm-hmm. uh, of two, which is great. I think the Dutch and the Belgians both took care of business. Um, obviously Malta getting their first ever, um, playoff round team. Yeah. Um, speaking of first evers, I think Ireland is one of my countries that won the day, the day in quotes. It's more the week because Shamrock was really doing the heavy lifting on this win, getting through against Scoopy and becoming the first Irish team in a while. I guess not that long. Uh, but first time they are in a while. Doesn't happen every, every year. Going to a group stage. Uh, I thought St. Pat's and Sligo both got eliminated. But I thought they gave good performances and showed some quality that a lot of people weren't expecting from the Irish League. Then I'd say Romania, they went 3-1 today, but turned a couple ties around. They were mm-hmm. teetering on the edge of, will this be a really bad year for Romania or a decent year? And I think they solidified themselves as having at least Who a decent pick, year. If you have to pick one of these? Ireland. I would pick Cyprus. All right. What about uh, countries that lost today? Greece. Already, yeah, we already mentioned Greece. <laughs> um, uh, should we point out Serbia having a bad day as well? Partizan getting eliminated and Kukariki just getting embarrassed as well. Yeah. Um, Kazakhstan and Belarus are now completely out of Europe um, with the obvious exclusion of Russia for obvious reasons. Yes. They're the two highest coefficient teams to be out already. Kazakhstan was thir- 29th coming into this year in terms of coefficient ranking, and they will almost definitely drop behind Slovenia and maybe more. Belarus, second straight year, their UEFA coefficient is going to be under one, it's which is really bad. It's really bad. Um, for, no, Luxembourg is at one this year. Like, that's bad. Yeah, Armenia, yeah. Northern Ireland are over one. So it's not good for Belarus and really tough showing for them in terms of... Uh, progressing in the competitions this year sure um norway also went oh and three today um but just on the matches today not in the overall ties two of those three teams did advance anyway um so you know it's more a uh more a matter of fact than it is something that we're chastising them for yeah Um, um but i think we both agree our biggest loser of the day greece greece Greece. Yeah. Shit in the bed, Greece. You're shit in the bed. Yeah, nah, uh, nah, Cyprus nah, is doing better than you. Cyprus is like a hundredth of your size. Yeah. <laughs> probably more. Probably Cyprus like a is carrying the size. former Byzantine Empire right now. The former Byzantine Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it, Greece. Suck it, Turkey. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of this right now. Is so there I'm a transition? I'm just going to do a, a cold transition. And say, Cheers to the gaffer. Yeah, it's been fun breaking this all down with you. We hope you'll tune in on Monday for the release of our Freiburg. Our first ever club spotlight. Um, maybe one day we'll change that to being a more original name. But for mm-hmm. now, it's just Club Spotlight. Um, yeah, where we'll uh, I'll be pitching the club of SC Freiburg to David. Wow, and, I feel so uh, lucky. You should be. And uh, tell them what they're all about, what their history is, what their culture is like, what their team right now is like, mm-hmm. and what their chances are in the in the uh, in Europe this season. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for teams you would like to see us talk about in the conference spotlight, please feel free to message us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. As a reminder, comment. keep it public. Why? Why? Yeah. Don't even do it private. Yeah, comment uh, or DM private if you want, but only you know the good stuff there. Please. Yeah. Um, just a friendly reminder: if we get twenty TikTok followers, Max will do the Renegade. And I don't even know what it is. Is it a sex thing? I, I think it's kind of a sex. It's like a dance, but like in a weird way where they try to convince girls to do it because they want to look at them and ogle them. It's a, TikTok's yes. a weird app. Yes. I don't support us being on it, but you got to do what you got to do wow. yeah. to get views. Already selling our moral values down the river. Yeah. Uh, we will become sex objects if that's what's needed for this podcast yeah. to succeed. Um, yeah. 20 followers. Let's do it. Yeah. Smash that bell. <laughs> like and subscribe. Bye. Bye.